Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's great to be here contacting y'all live from Seattle, Washington, which is slowly but surely turning into one of my favorite cities on the planet. The food is outstanding. It's this place I go to every time called uh, Pike Place Chowder. I'm talking about the best clam chowder, crab roll, lobster roll you could ever ask for on God himself. This is the best shit ever. The crab hit the butter, the butter hit the bread, and the bread takes you to heaven. You feel me? So, Seattle, yes, I love it. Yes, it gets a little rainy. Don't know if I could live here permanently, but I love visiting. This is a whole lot of fun. It's hoodie season all the time. On Sunday, as you know, I'm a big Raider fan. They got a nice, uh, what is it? A nice uh, Buffalo Wild Wings over here. Crazy. Nice Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, apparently they got a Raider fan club that comes in there every Sunday. So I went last week not expecting much. And these these folks showed out. It was like silver and black everything. Like it was love. It was super dope, man. So uh, we don't leave for New York until late Sunday night. So I'll definitely be tapping back in. I wish I would have got the name of them. I would have shouted them out. But um, I'll get it on Sunday. So I could definitely let them know but yes shout out to the Raider Nation in Seattle we took an L but uh, it was a great 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 fun experience man I wouldn't uh, trade that for nothing so I'll definitely be back on Sunday to get my uh, chicken tenders fries barbecue sauce and for us to hopefully get this win this time you heard me okay so uh, as you know, we're in tour season, so Black College Expo, if you guys got any high school people looking to go to college or uh, what I'm thinking about, junior college people going to college, definitely hit me up. Let me know. I'll let them know where we're going. I'll follow the Black College Expo, and they can get all that good information. And follow Imani Shani's YouTube page. That's I-M-A-N-I-S-H-A-N-I, Imani Shani on YouTube. And make sure you purchase my book, My Historically Black Purpose, now available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you can get an e-book, uh, audio book, or physical book. You should be able to get mine, pick it up in store, or order it. They'll send it to you or call ahead of time. They'll have it waiting for you. You feel me? So go get your books. Now, let me grab this right quick. This is going to be an interesting episode. We got, I mean, the news is just heavy this week. News is heavy. Alright, so we'll be tackling a few things. I'm not gonna hold you too long. But just something for you to talk about with your folks when you get to work. Talk to your wife, your girl, all of that good stuff, your husband, whatever, you know, converse with yourself sometimes, you know, it happens. So it's a guy we brought up before. And this is what I tell folks. Like, do your own research. Be very uh, cautious about attaching yourself to people in politics or certain parties because um, and I'm speaking specifically to black people in America. Like sometimes we um, we get this thing that uh, Republicans are like the only evil people, or 
they have all the racist, mean people, and the Democrats are all for us, and yada, 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 this and that, a bunch of other bullshit. And um, it's a guy we've talked about a few times on here, um, Ed Buck. Now, if you don't remember Ed Buck, Ed Buck, I'm sorry, he is a uh, white man that was uh, a very big donor uh, to the Clintons. Uh, I believe Hillary Clinton uh, specifically donated a lot of money to. He was one of her uh, donors, been very big in the Democratic Party. Yada, yada, yada. You guys get the concept. And um, came to find out over like the last two years, um, strangely, uh, he lives in West Hollywood, which is the, uh, you know, um, LGBTQ part of town. And... um, Two black men have overdosed uh, in his house in the last two years and ended up dead. And uh, one of them, the pictures that came out, it looked like he was this this, this black guy he had in here this last time was not this last time, like now, but like a year ago. It was all fucked up. Like, I mean, I'm talking about super skinny. Like, you could tell the man was sick and he was shooting him up and he eventually died. So he's had a few people. Uh, overdose to uh, black men and interesting enough it was a uh, it was an interview that Tariq Nasheed did and you could probably look it up on YouTube where he interviewed a, a, a homosexual brother from uh, LA who's uh, in that part of town sometimes and he says like it's a known fact that this guy Ed Buck is a weirdo and people like usually stay away from him because they know like that's a weird white dude and niggas is ending up dead and apparently this was before he they even knew people was ending up dead so you know it's wild shit so anyway um today um he was uh booked by the boys because uh, a third black man had overdosed at his house and it's been people protesting and campaigning for uh, him to get arrested. Now, the interesting thing with this, uh, besides the fact that, you know, niggas are ending up overdosing in his house and nothing has happened to him, because like we said before, he's a Hillary donor, big money, and uh, money a lot of times can get you exemption from shit, and we know this, this is America, but usually motherfuckers would be a lot more slick, like this nigga is like just completely... I don't know if he's oblivious or he just don't give a fuck. Obviously, at this point, he just don't give a fuck because motherfuckers is ending up dead. He don't care. This is the third one. So this third guy overdosed, but apparently he didn't die. So I don't know if my man was mad about that or whatever, but he's probably mad now because they booked him. They're holding him on $4 million bail. Now, Hillary has not spoke out on him. Uh, I haven't heard Obama speak out on him. Uh, any of the current candidates speak out on this guy. And probably, uh, you know, they're protecting their interests. And you guys can take that how you feel. Uh, but it, it's very interesting to me that somebody who could donate these large amounts of money isn't being spoken up on or uh, talked about by the people he's... Um, you know, been funding when he's basically murdering people in his house uh, by way of uh, overdosing uh, these uh, black men on drugs. Now, the other part about this that's interesting is I'm reading the articles and I'm looking at them 
it says Ed Buck arrested for having a drug den. A drug den. Now, two things with that. One, uh, no, bitch. That's a crack house. If you serving shit out of there and niggas is dying and overdosing, like, you running a fucking crack house. Like, I don't know what the fuck a drug den is. I've never heard that term in my life, ever. Two, it's a motherfucking serial killer lab that's being fronted as a goddamn drug den. Let's just call it what the fuck it is, bro. When you got these dudes up here getting strapped up, handcuffed, getting shot up with shit until they die, like, this is beyond crackhead, crack house type shit. Because even a fucking ain't shit nigga that want a crackhead is like, nigga, you're not finna be overdosing in my shit. Like, you gotta go to fuck somewhere else with that shit. You're not finna make my spot hot and blow this shit up. He don't give a fuck. He's shooting people up and he killing the people he's shooting them up with. So, no, he's on some Hannibal Lecter motherfucking uh, criminal minds type shit, whatever the fuck he had going on. That's not a drug den. That's a fucking serial killer lair that this nigga is fronting as a crack house. Let's just call it what it is. Now, now that he's been arrested, I would not be surprised if he's on some fucking I keep wanting to say Sandusky, but it's not Sandusky. Who's what's his name? What's his name? The uh the guy who committed suicide. Uh what the fuck is his name? What's his name? The guy uh, anyway, he committed suicide a couple uh months ago. And they finally decided to raid his house and niggas start finding all types of shit in there. Don't be surprised when you raid this motherfucker Ed Buck's house and his body's in the fucking refrigerator. Because that's not beyond anything at this point. Alright, so my thing is black folks, open your minds up to this shit, bro. Like, Trump don't got no goddamn bodies in his goddamn fridge, bro. So let's stop calling this nigga the worst motherfucker to ever do some shit, bro. And that's not me saying this nigga is perfect or nobody, no stretch of the imagination. I'm saying open your minds up to this shit, bro. It's people on both sides of this shit that's evil as fuck. And the sooner niggas realize that, I feel like the sooner we can actually go about moving some shit, uh, you know, unbiasedly and just looking at some shit that can help us in the long run. Because America is a fucking business. Remember this shit at the end of the day. But um, yeah, shit like this is shit you can't stand for. And before I go to that, before we switch subjects, bros, sisters, brothers, whoever, if you know somebody is a known weirdo let's let's stop with the you know i i like granted ed buck need to be handled clearly no issue with that but if we had a guy from our community the black community tell us that this is a known weirdo and people know people is overdosing, dying in his house, all types of shit like that. Bruh, and that's not me saying these could be people who already addicted to drugs and shit that's fucked up that was he was bringing to the house. I don't know. They ain't really talked about them. But let's not let's not be going to these type of people's types of houses. Come on, man. Like it's not it's not it's not worth it. It's really not. 
Like let's let's not do that because at some point I, I got to put it on you. Like now I got to hold both of y'all accountable. Like you know who this nigga is and you still going over to his house knowing niggas is dying. And I guess you expect shit to be all right. Like, no, like, bro, like, walk away, find somebody else. Like, it's not that fucking serious, bro. It's other niggas out here with money, if that's the shit you're concerned about. And there's other niggas with drugs that I'm sure you won't overdose at their crib, bro. They ain't got the track record this nigga has with niggas dying at the spot. So, please, 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 let's, let's use our brains, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. All right? Now, 6 9 I'm sorry, snitch nine. Snitch nine. I'm not even going to take that long with this because I don't even want to talk about this fucking guy. But anyway, he uh, apparently has, he was on trial today. He went and he was singing like a fucking bird. Like Nino Brown on the stand. He was letting all the names fly. Now, to me, it's one thing. Uh, if, you, if you're a snitch, like we we know they exist, it happens, um, and a lot of times we we know who Snitch Nine was. We know he was a dude who was fronting the whole time. He wasn't who he said he was. He was trolling, doing all this wild shit, trying to fit in, and eventually the shit catches up to you. Catches up to you. Like he was faking the funk. The shit caught up to him, bit him in his ass because you were still hanging around and tying knots. With people that you know was actually about that shit Like actually with the shits And you know you gotta give them some of that too Because you know you shouldn't have a nigga like 6ix9ine Around if you're doing some real shit Cause at the end of the day The nigga is a weenie Like and he gonna do weenie shit And that's exactly what he doing right the fuck now So you gotta put some of that on them too We're back to snitch now Like bro it's one thing for you to, you know, start snitching on the people you was around. We know that. We know. We know. That's just, this is what your kind do. And, you know, we expect it. It's expected. It is what it is. Whatever. But the thing that got me tripping is, nigga, like, why do you bring Trippy Red into this shit? Like, I know y'all had your funk, like... <coughs> But why do you bring this man, Trippy Red, into it? Like, yo, he a part of the nine tray, blood gang, whatever, whatever, whatever said he from. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and it's like you just volunteer this information. Like, this shit don't got nothing to do with you and your boys. It's like we talking about this shit over here. Like, yo, like I heard you. You, you know, you came up short on my money, man. Like. You came up short on this money. Like, I, I really need to get that handled. And you said, oh, yeah, uh, but did you know such and such from down the street? Uh, he ain't paid his taxes for, like, the last five years. Like, nigga, like, that don't got nothing to do with what the fuck we talk about over here, nigga. We talking about you. This nigga is over there doing what he doing. He not in no trouble, nothing like that. So why are you just divulging it for, like, you going beyond snitching at this point? Now it's whole-ass nigga shit. Like, why are you talking about this nigga set, like, and what he claim and all that type of shit? It don't got nothing to do with nothing. You just bringing this nigga up in court for no reason. Like, take your shit on the chin, bruh. You finna be good. They gonna put you in protective custody. Like, take your shit. But, like, the extra shit you doing is really, like, straight fuckery. Like, I, I really don't get it. I really, really don't get it. But, that's your thing. Now, another good one. And I'm glad she said it. Um, 
uh, Fantasia, the great Fantasia. And, oh, man, I seen, I don't know if I told this before, but Fantasia. I seen her in a Raisin in the Sun. And uh, what was this? I think it was 2007. 2007, I saw her a Raisin in the Sun. And it was the most beautiful singing I had ever seen in person, bro. It was the color purple, the musical, and she just killed that shit. Like, amazing voice that I will never forget. Still thank my mom for that. Like, my mom was one of the reasons I love theater shit. Like, I uh, saw uh, Lion King, uh, the play, like, that was fantastic. And then when I was in college, I got the chance to see um, Denzel. And uh, a raisin in the sun, like first row type shit, and it was like amazing. Like, so I'm a big theater dude, big theater dude. So I'm, I'm a fan of Fantasia off that. Like, I, I I love her for that more than I even love her for her music. Like, she like I, I became a fan of hers that day. So she went on record today saying, you know, men need to be the head of the household. Like, they lead. They lead, like men need to lead, and you know, the woman is basically the neck. Like, you know, the head can't go nowhere without the neck. We need one another, but the man needs to be the man of the household. And she basically went on to say that um, through, you know, slavery and other types of shit like that, and crack and all types of shit, like we've gotten into the mode where it's like, oh, women gotta be super independent and they don't need to depend on a man, yada, 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 for this and that and this and that. And she basically said, like, no, it's like, like we can still be equal in the house and a man can be the head. That's like how it's supposed to be. And I've actually heard no blowback from that. I'm sure it was. So, no. But this seems just so fundamental to me. Like a man needs a woman and a woman needs a man, you know, and to really just. You know, just put it in perspective. Like, don't make your nigga the head of the household. Like, just when a nigga break into the house and someone need to go and check on it or the car is fucked up and, you know, discipline and shit. Like, like no. Like, he is the, if he the man of the house, he the man of the house. That don't mean you don't have no input. That don't mean that what you say doesn't matter. But, yes, as a man, as a man as the muscle in the house like yes it's some stuff most stuff that the man needs to take the lead on you know what i'm saying and like i'm saying um you know that doesn't even have anything to do with monetary i think you know if a woman is making more than her man like it's cool like you know that happens but this is what we talking about authority you know what I'm saying? Like, really being that provider in terms of, like, the muscle, the love, the tough love, handling the responsibilities in terms of, like, we got to make this shit move collectively. You know what I'm saying? You got to let the man, you know, do that part. And I think we've seen that, like, you know, through history. Like, you know, and nobody wants a weak man. Like, and I'm saying... You know what type of man is weak or anything like that, but yeah, like it's it's certain shit. Like no, baby, I I got this shit. Like I I got this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? You go in there, chill, relax. I got this shit. Like and that's you know that's the man. So, um, you know I uh, 
got to have one of my married couple friends come back on here and talk about that. But, yeah, it's like, bro, some shit. I mean, like, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, bro. Like, when we was at our, our best and best of times, like, we've had the black man and the black woman together, obviously, uh, working in cohesion. You know, the woman making sure the kids is well kept and together and you know even if she's doing her own thing making sure the house is what it is tight neat all that kind of stuff like that they got that flow of it and the man like you know determining you know which way this family is gonna go in terms of the values in terms of the way we gonna move you know and carry ourselves and what our kids are going to do and what they need to learn type shit you know and uh, you know how we gonna provide down the lines this generational wealth type shit. So um, yeah. Anyway, that's what it was. But I, I definitely applaud Fantasia for saying what she said because I think it is true. And um, yeah, that's that. So um, wherever you at right now, wherever you at, make sure you follow Imani Shani. I M A N I S H A N I on YouTube right now. Plenty of dope content. Make sure you also, boom, go get my book, My Historically Black Purpose, if you haven't already. And make sure you what? Suggest it to a friend. That's right. A friend, brother, sister, cousin, mama, daddy, uncle, niece, nephew, all of that stuff. Godson, goddaughter, all of that good stuff. Okay. So, a couple more things. Kicked out the queue. You know what time it is, man. Kicked out the queue. Despicable shit. So there is a family. Um, they both circus performers, figures. Is this some clown ass shit I'm about to get into? They are a couple that is hiding the gender of their 17 month old baby. 17 month old baby, almost a year and a half. Now, what does that mean? Hiding. Hiding his gender. How can you hide this gender? So, apparently it's everything from having this nigga besides wearing whatever he want, whatever colors and shit like that, whatever, whatever. It's making sure that the people who come around him or her, because we don't know what type of baby it is right now either. uh, They refer to it as them and they, right? And they went so far as to not even tell their own parents, their own parents, that it's a boy or a girl. And they said they're doing it because they don't want him to be subjected to unconscious bias. Which is somebody telling him, oh, if you're a boy, you you know, you should wear blue or you can't wear pink. And, you know, little dumb shit like that. Uh, and they said they're going to do this as long as possible. As long as they possibly can. And uh, one day... Um, you know, hopefully they'll be able. They just don't want to make decisions for the child. Now, here's why you kicked out the queue. You can't run from parenting, bro. It's always going to be something in the world that motherfuckers are going to be critical of all of us on. It's going to be different for everybody. Some things they just going to be critical. On. Whatever. Might not even be critical. Niggas might crack jokes, all types of other little shit. It just happens. It's a part of life. But you know what that's called? Helping your child work through that? It's called fucking parenting. That's all it is. 
Stop running away from being a fucking parent, bro. Let that kid, if he's a boy or a girl, be a boy or a girl. They're young. Inject them into the world. Let them know what the world is. Give them values. Give them principles. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. Because you a man and a woman and you created him, it, her, whatever. You know? And that happened. You know? Let it happen. But at the same time, he's 17 months. Like, why, why are you trying to shape this world around him that doesn't exist? Like, we have male and female bathrooms. Yes, it's like men's departments and women's departments. Like, it happens. Like, yes, it is. It's just be a fucking parent. Tell him what it is. And if down the line, the nigga decides that he wants to wear a dress or some shit or if it's a girl and decides you know wants to be a like then you take care of that shit then but don't bring and start injecting a climate and a culture of fucking confusion around a child from the jump because i really do think that follows as they get older and older so um yeah that's it man and um Black people stay away from that shit. I don't want to hear about y'all doing no shit like that. I don't want to hear nobody doing no shit like that. So yes, I I forgot their fucking name. Was it Hobbit? What is it? Hobbit? 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 Should have known these niggas. Hobbit Humphrey and Jake England Johns. That's their names. Kick those motherfuckers out the queue, bro. That's just that's just what the fuck time it is. That's where we going today. Goodbye. All right. NFL players control their own destinies. Now, I heard Steve Young say something very interesting the other day. He said, basically, the league, these guys are starting to run themselves. I guess this is in light of the um, Minka Fitzpatrick and Jalen Ramsey shit. So he said, like, these guys, the NFL is starting to become the NBA. Uh, these guys are just kind of doing what they want, kind of to this, trying to decide where they want to go, yada, yada, yada. And um, he was basically saying, oh, the NFL players are starting to understand that they got somewhat of power, just like the NBA players, and they can force their hand a little bit if they want to or if, you know, things are going out a certain type of way. And the owners need to come together and make sure they don't let that happen. Like, they, they need to get together and figure out how they're going to stop this. This is Steve Young. And this time, you know, I don't know Steve Young. I mean, you know, he seemed pretty cool, I guess. But, you know, from what he's saying, it seems like, Um, it seems like you don't want the players today to be able to do the same shit that you used to do. Now, why am I saying that? Now, I don't know what it is with quarterbacks, but I guess sometimes they feel like they tied into the owner or some shit. That's their daddy or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. But they, they're very good at forgetting some of this shit sometimes. So, Apparently, and I didn't know this, uh, Steve Young was supposed to get traded somewhere, and he said, if I get traded there, I'm just going to retire. I'm not going to play. Also, uh, John Elway, I believe the same thing happened to him. He said he was going to play baseball instead of go somewhere else, and he eventually ended up getting sent to Denver, some wild shit like that. He goes on to win Super Bowls. So he decided the same thing, too. 
A lot of people forget about this. Eli Manning was drafted. Where? To San Diego. At that time, San Diego was shitty. Um, And his dad said, no, my son is not going to play there. And fucking Eli went right along with it and got himself a draft day trade to the New York Giants. Okay, so what I'm saying is, at the end of the day... um, Stay your ass out of it, bro. You didn't already did your plan. You did your plan, Steve, y'all. Like, players want to get themselves something that you didn't have. Like, the players are supposed to get a lot more power. They're supposed to get a lot more knowledgeable about the game that they playing, the business behind what they're doing. So my thing is, like, why don't you want these, you know, these brothers to be able to do what, they want to do, you know, to some extent. And I think if you're a good owner, a good GM, a good coach, uh, you should be pretty good at managing this shit. And it's not like it's everybody that's doing this type of shit, but there are some people who's like, yo, I'm out. And like, sometimes that's what it is with a business. Like, this is not a good fit for me anymore. And I think it's better that we part ways. And at the end of the day, you can get something for me instead of me uh, leaving for free. Uh, and or us both being miserable here for the next year, two, three years, all that type of shit. Like, let's go in the split ways, you know, if that's possible. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't heard about any of these guys saying they wasn't coming to work, man. None of them. Jalen Ramsey's going to play. Jamal Adams is going to play. Minka Fitzpatrick was ready to play. So, I mean, it's like, come on. Of course, you always going to have a few bad apples. It's like, nah, nigga, I'm sitting this shit out until I play. But most of the time with football players, when they're not playing, it's usually about money. And you can see why these motherfuckers get injured every other day. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I I say football players keep doing what you're doing. But, you know, be prepared for the blowback. And also be prepared to do what you got to do when this next collective bargaining agreement comes up. You know what I'm saying? If we can't watch football for a year, we can't watch football for a year. But y'all got to get it worked out. You know what I'm saying? So you can keep giving yourself this type of power. You know what I'm saying? Empower yourselves to get more money, which I think will help. And secure the money, which I think will also help. All right? Boom. Now, last thing. I don't know if any of you uh, have got a chance to watch what was going on last week, but there was a Revolt Summit in Atlanta that Diddy puts on. Love Revolt. Uh, Through Revolt, I met a lot of good people, so I'm forever grateful for them. Um... Revolt. Uh, they had a panel about politics. Candace Owens was on there. If you don't know, she's a, a political commentator, a huge Trump supporter. T.I., uh, one of my favorite rappers, uh, also diving into politics. Killer Mike, one of the most uh, intellectual guys we got in the entertainment business. And uh, Jay Morrison. So we had a lot of good people on there. And uh, I don't want to dive too much into the summit because I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched clips. Uh, but I have, I did get a chance to see some of the interactions. And it's, it's the same thing that happens at a lot of these events. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, we get to this thing where we have 
debates, but it's not a debate out of respect, or I think even a. I think that's where it starts. It's definitely not a debate out of respect, and it's definitely not a debate looking for solutions. And I think that's a problem, man. Because when we put ourselves on this stage, on a global stage, because everybody watches what we do, T.I., Killer Mike, Candace Owens, I got plenty of following. And we get on there, and, you know, we actually, I mean, call it what it is, we disrespect each other. We disrespect each other. We talk over each other. We boo each other. A lot of it is because of misconceived uh, pre-notions that um, this person is a Republican or this person that's aligned with this person, so I shouldn't listen to her or talk to her. And like I said, you know, at the top of the thing, the top of the podcast, uh, we've been putting into this position where we think like that Democrat is good and Republican is bad, like I said, and anything, anybody who aligns with that Republican side, not good. You know, so what we have and what we forget is that we are all black folks, man. We are all black folks and we should all be coming together for one unified um you know, cause to give us, you know, some types of liberation and economic backing to be able to uh, supply and uh, get ourselves as a whole out of this poverty, you know, that we in in different, you know, levels, you know, uh, the money poverty, the intellectual poverty, the, uh, you know, land poverty, like we, we got a whole lot of stuff that we're dealing with. So we got to come together to get these things straight. So I think it really just has to get to a point, And me and Nigel was talking about this shit that we niggas got to be able to come to the stage humble. Like we don't give a fuck about your titles, what you call yourself, what your followers call you. None of that shit. We need to be able to come together sit down at the table and I think a lot of it got to do with these fucking cameras and phones fuck the cameras and the phones we need to meet behind closed doors remove the ego and figure out how we gonna get shit done it doesn't matter it doesn't matter one bit what your political affiliation is none of the other shit we come in here we know we need some help we need some help and this shit and certain tasks we got to do to get shit done. How we going to get it done? That needs to be the only shit that we talking about. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, whoever those people are, I don't know. But we need to figure out how it's going to be and what we're going to do. Because at the end of the day, the getting on the stage and arguing over each other, then hopping on Twitter and saying this nigga wrong about this shit and don't listen to this because he believe like... That shit is counterproductive, man. And until we get over that, niggas not going nowhere until we can get over our egos and humble ourselves to a point where I don't give a fuck about the clickbait. I don't give a fuck about talking over you. I don't give a fuck if you got more followers or I got more followers. None of that shit. And I got to prove a Like, nah, it's not about proving a point. The only point we're trying to prove is that we can come together amongst each other and make shit move and make shit happen. Period. So that's what I took from the Revolt Summit. And I'm going to end it with love. Keep moving forward. Keep pushing. Keep striving. Do what you're going to do. Do what you say you're going to do. Spread love, peace, happiness, love, and light. And let's move forward and keep doing our thing. 
I love y'all. Akuna Matata.